welcome back to another episode of His and Hers. It's been a little while, but do you know what? We've been away in Wales. We have had a little bit of time off. Not long though, really. <laughs> we had a nice long bank holiday weekend, uh, relaxing, um, getting up in the Welsh mountains and just getting our creative juices flowing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, creative juices have definitely flowed and um, we've both got some exciting content to come out. Um, which hopefully you'll enjoy and support us with. But we are definitely back with our podcast and I think it's made better than ever. I mean, we are raring to go and today we are going to be talking about life pressures, like the time scale of things that should really happen. Is it really normal that to have a child at 40, 20? I don't know. Like, should you be buying your first house at... 21 as soon as you finish uni or is it more common to buy your first house at 35 who knows anyway we are here to discuss that but first of all um what what have you been up to liam <laughs> i mean i live with you i do know but tell well, everyone else well uh so yeah we've had a nice long weekend away um we've both had um, some interesting projects on our plate as you said um but yeah we've just been getting stuck in to the daily grind yeah. um forging ahead with our careers uh not because of any time pressures um <laughs> and just having a good time i've been um uh lucky to spend some time with you running because i've got um some half marathon training to get stuck into uh, and that's been nice it's a nice yeah. escape for me and um hopefully it's for you too yeah it's a bit tiring for me but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but also yesterday we celebrated liam's um Liam is called Elevate, but his boot camp in particular turned 10 yesterday. So we had a really big party and I reckon like 50 to 70 people turned up. It yeah. was incredible. We were just on our local green. There was a, um, the dough shack, the pizzeria that's like a pop-up little van. They turned up, not just because of us. They happened to be there at the same time, but we warned them that we there were going to be a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to have a party with some awesome people and we want awesome pizza. Yeah, um, it so yeah, it was it was fantastic. You know, um, Megan's not to blow her own trumpet, so I will. She made me a lovely, great big giant chocolate rice krispie kind of Malteser cake, um, <laughs> and uh, it just looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, along with the the family, they put a nice uh, stencil of yeah, icing logo. with my logo on there, and it was yeah. really it was super surprised. Massive, great ten year balloons. I've never had big old. Helium villains for my birthday. It was so Instagram. Oh, it was nice. <laughs> it was we haven't put a picture on Instagram of it, only on stories. We will. But um, have a look on um, Liam Elevate Bootcamp um, Facebook because there are quite a few pictures from the event there if you want to have a little look. Um, but um, we should get into our the book of questions, love and sex. So I'm just randomly going to pick something. Um, nothing too sorted, I hope. Um, okay. Question number 202. Would you ever marry someone over the strong opposition of your entire family? Oh, Ooh. controversial. Um, well, I already did. Shut up! <laughs> no, that's awful. That's rubbish. My family loves you more than they love me. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, would you like me to answer first? Yeah, yeah, you go. I'm going to have a little think. I, I think it's an easy one for me. Um, mm. I'm a romantic, and uh, I think... I absolutely would marry. I, I would marry someone. I'm thinking of you in the strong opposition of my family. Um, because people, not everyone likes everyone. And I, I love and respect my family. 
but I also back myself with a decision like romance and yeah. love. Um, you know, if your family said, if my family said, oh no, they're a terrible human being and they pull the legs off donkeys and you know they kill, <laughs> they kill kids, I'd, I'd have to look into it. But I think this, that's, you know, that's going to extreme. Yeah, it does depend, I suppose, on what why they're opposing yeah. to them. Like, if there's maybe religious reasons or some sort of different way that they, someone's been brought up and it's yeah. hugely differing. But, yeah. if, but if you like them... Well, yeah, you've got to be sensitive, haven't surely you? Surely they you know, would, really. <laughs> we know people who have uh, been from different religious backgrounds who've married, have two wonderful friends who are uh, from quite different backgrounds, and it's such a gorgeous story how they yeah. got together and, and uh, you know, won over the families. And I think that uh, without being too sort of cliche about it, you know, you've got the whole... Um, sort of Romeo and Juliet like situation you know it's almost more romantic you know so um you know like I say I'm a romantic so screw it I'd, <laughs> I'd do it anyway um, what about you would you marry someone in strong opposition of your family well I'm very 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 close to my whole family so it'd be really really tricky mm. for me because I tend to see my family on an almost daily basis and I do speak to my mum like three times a day so um it would be very difficult for me if my family didn't like you. Mm-hmm. Um, because, we are, we are yeah. quite different in that way, aren't we? In in our sort of family um, basis. You know, mine is... Um, I, I've always been uh, more distant. I left home at 18 and I've always been very independent. Um, I still love my family very much, but I don't see them anywhere near as much as you. So mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, we might have different perspectives on this one. Yeah, it's. I think it's quite similar for a lot of girls. I know I'm stereotyping, but it seems to be a bit more... Like, the guys are not great at keeping in touch with their family as much, no. in general. Um, it is a rule. Boys, boys are terrible and lazy and they don't... Just, they can't be bothered to pick up their phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of girls, especially girls that I'm friends with, they're so much closer to their family than their male siblings. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, yeah, it would be a big deal for me. But luckily my family love you, so it's okay. <laughs> I, got, I had them under a spell early. Yeah, you also asked for permission before you married me, and luckily my dad was like, yeah, take her. It might have helped that I also called your mum and dad Mr and Mrs Taylor until they insisted otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and they did, quite quickly. Oh, goodness, I, didn't, I don't think I can even remember that. <laughs> That's a bit cringe, but well done, it's really sweet. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get on to our topic of today, which is the lifetime pressures, and... Um, kind of kicking it off with, I guess, when you start doing your GCSEs is kind of when we discussed. Well, yeah, when I first um, put my mind to this question, um, which was put which was put to us by one of our listeners, actually. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Um, we, yeah, when I first started uh, jotting down some ideas, I, I went right back to the beginning, um, in a sense, and I thought, you know, the pressures, because I have a lot of clients and, um, you know, who are parents, and sometimes I see and treat and train their youngsters who are still school age. And it reminds you, you know, there's huge pressure. When you're 14, 15, yeah. you have to choose your GCSEs. Yeah, so you kind of have to already know what job you want in the future. Yeah, well, you're immediately, a choice is good, but you're also immediately narrowing your direction, aren't you? And then there's A-levels, so it gets even narrower. And then there's university, which, for the most part, gets narrower still. So I think that those are huge time pressures. Yeah. And there's huge pressure on these young people to do their exams and all this sort of thing. And they, like, there's all these time, these not just time pressures, but pressures to make sure you get these really good results. Mm. Whereas both Liam and I 
got D's in our maths GCSE. <laughs> the first the, time round. Yeah, the first time round. We both had to retake. We didn't know each other. It just happens that we were obviously destined to do that, um, <laughs> destined to be together. Um, and But the reason that we had to get these particular GCSEs is because both of us wanted to get into university and the particular courses we were doing had to have that. But otherwise, like, I mean, UCAS does determine that you have to have a certain amount of grades mm. for your university course that you're applying for. Yeah. But other than that, it doesn't really matter what you what you get. Like, some, it might be, oh, you have to have two Bs and one C. And actually, you could get the rest used, really, couldn't you? <laughs> but that pressure well, is quite core... huge when you're that age, isn't it? Well, yeah, it? absolutely. I, th- I think, not, not even necessarily about the... Um... Uh, the results you get because of course that's that's enormous pressure but I think that in terms of a lifetime pressure being 14 or 15 years of age and having to make what is essentially quite defining choices yeah it, it's it's really young and I seem to remember I mean I didn't pay a massive amount of attention in school if it didn't involve science or sport but um suddenly you're like oh my goodness I'm I'm that age and I've got to choose my my um subjects but you know I find it funny that we both know people who later in life in adulthood have re-educated themselves changed careers completely so yeah so you can always change it it doesn't matter too much but with if you haven't done the right gcses and your idea of what you actually enjoy doing and you've just finished your a levels or finishing your a levels if you haven't taken those right gcses or right a levels you aren't necessarily going to get into that degree course so you kind of really need to know what you're doing Age 15? Well, yeah, exactly. Shocking. And, yeah, it's tough. I, th- I think in, in England and in Great Britain, I don't think it's as tough as some countries. Um, for example, in, in, in Italy, really early, they choose whether or not they're going to be in, like, um, hospitality education pathway. Oh, really? Versus, yeah, versus, uh, I don't know sure what the others are, because I was speaking to someone who works in hospitality, but um, perhaps it's engineering or science or whatever. So we don't have it the worst, but... Ultimately, you know, it's a young age to be making such decisions. Um, yeah. I think if someone said to you at the time, it's okay, because most people change careers or jobs X number of times in a lifetime. I think it's three. Um, really? You it? can have another crack at it. Don't worry. Just if someone said to me, pick the subjects you enjoy um, and go and do something you're passionate about, oh, that would have made things a lot easier. But yeah. um, never mind. That <laughs> is definitely the first milestone to get over really with your life isn't it like the biggest First pressure big time pressure right? and then I suppose the next one is to get a job like you leave yeah. university and it's kind of like just expected that you must get a job straight away but I mean I didn't look into any sort of statistics but I'm pretty sure that like only 50% get a job after uni right like straight away it most people I'm sure they just go especially a job that's to do with the field that they've just learned they've done their degree in well yeah that's a whole other cat of fish isn't it i think i remember um the compelling speeches before we looked into our um <clears throat> into going on uh, choosing my degree course at my uni and it was all x percentage you know 90 something percent get jobs in the field and i thought so that oh, could be great. quite broad, broad this sounds like uh, almost a guarantee <laughs> but yeah it was very broad you know, yeah it could be you know if you did a sports science related degree it could be mopping toilets in the gym yeah. Or it could be doing research in the lab. So um, very broad. But um, yeah, I think definitely that one of those early young adult pressures is to, is to get a job, get into employment. And I think at the, at the moment it seems pretty tough. I think it's tougher now than when I graduated to, yeah. to get a half-decent job. Um, and I think there's a lot of things with um, internships and unpaid jobs and things like that, which um, are 
very available. And I think yeah. it's almost to the point talking to people who are in those positions that there's there's almost too many of them available because people are figuring, oh great, there aren't that many jobs. There's loads of graduates, so they'll be grateful to work for nothing. Um, That's what's really harsh though about being an intern. I mean, when I've worked in fashion, these interns are working down to the bone like they are working every single working possible hour and they're just getting paid their lunch and travel and Mm. that is it if that sometimes it's just insane um and then they've got to try and be able to afford their rent and a lot of people you move back back home you don't manage to actually buy your house but i think after getting a job the next thing that i think society kind of gets in your head is you start getting to that thing in your brain like oh I've got to find my life partner so I can get married and settle down and buy a house and a car and a, all, all the kids and everything like that. So where, uh, where does the pressure come <coughs> from for a person so you can speak obviously speak from a woman's point of view yeah where does that pressure come from to, to get hitched you know want to get hitched but to get a partner to be in a relationship? I'm not really sure I think that if your friends are doing it, it feels, it's that peer pressure thing, isn't it? So for me, a lot of my friends um, were teachers and nurses and they all seemed to get settled down a lot quicker than you and I did. I mean, we did meet uh, quite young. Um, we did meet at, was I 18 or 19? No, 19. You were 19, I was 23. Yeah, so we were pretty young when we met. Um, but we, like, yeah, I mean, it was, we were the last ones in our group of friends kind of bigger group of friends that actually we still haven't got a child and they've all got they're all in their second <laughs> well, um, we'll, and they we'll, bought their houses quite quickly we'll come on to that one yeah but, but um, I mean, we did actually buy a property very early yeah. but that's that was kind of with help of um my family so we were very very lucky in that sense but a lot of people that we know they're only just buying their first houses yeah that's, that's a tough one i think just the the pressures to to be with a life partner you know if you were one of your um, huddle of friends who are quite close and socialise a lot and you're one of the few single ones I guess that pressure comes in when you're getting invited to couple nights or you know you're going to you know, friends are getting married or having engagement parties and if you're if you're single I guess that, that would put additional pressure on the other hand if you are in a f- sort of unhitched bunch <coughs> of mates there'd probably be less, less pressure Yeah. but that said um, you and I haven't ever had great heaving pressure from our families to, to to meet someone and to you know settle down and all of that but I guess that for some people their families give them a hard time don't they you know yeah when you're gonna you know bring someone home to meet your parents yeah. and all we've that we've not sort of experienced thing. that with any of our friends that we know of Do, like I haven't really noticed people saying when are you gonna get a boyfriend when are you gonna get a girlfriend and but we have noticed within some family friends that um their parents would quite like them to get a they'd like a grandchild or they would like their pet child or now adult child mm. to um, be married and things like that. And it, it's, there's some people do get the pressure from their family um, the more traditional families, I suppose, are like yeah. that. But in this day and age, I think that, um, I don't know how many times I said that in this day and age. <laughs> um, I think that it's, for a woman, the biggest thing is like, oh, the um, clock is ticking, you need to get your child. And then, 
you think back a bit like Rachel did in the episode where they all turn 30 and friends. Uh-huh. She's like, well, I need to, if I want to have a child by this time and I want to have two children, then I need to be doing this at that age. And before that, I need to be getting married. Before that, I need to know the guy for like five years, things like that. So well, it's a comedy, but it's, ticks very, it's, away. it's a very practical monologue, isn't it? Yeah, because you think like you hear these things in um, in the press where it's like, if you have a child at this age, then you've only got 50% chance. If you have a child at this age, you've only got 25% well, chance and it dwindles. I have a particular bee in my bonnet about that because, you know, don't get me started on the, you know, the newspapers and TV and radio talking about sciencey stuff because they, they just grab headlines and, and there's no... Well, it freaks women out. Well, it does, exactly. And, you know, this whole idea of, oh, by 30, you've got half of your eggs and then by 35 you've got uh, it's like a half-life and your eggs are just disappearing out the door i mean it's it's mostly complete rubbish yeah in my opinion well yes. i hope you're right well yes from <laughs> okay from um from young sexual maturity yeah you've got loads of eggs but it's not like after a certain date that suddenly they just go off a cliff and i think that that sort of <laughs> that sort of media coverage is is really damaging for women and you know it's you know i don't want to sound like a militant feminist but you know i am I think an honorary, honorary woman, and uh, you know it's hard enough uh, for for women. I think with various pressures, you know whether it's um, getting a partner, getting married, having kids, you know, mm. and all that stuff. And you know, are you a good mum? Are you you know are you a career mum or are you a stay at home mum? All this sort of rubbish, you know, and not to mention you know looks and skin and all that sort of shit. It's really but hard for us. It's, it's <laughs> but um, that's why I chose to be a guy. But. <laughs> You know, I think that, that that's those sorts of headlines do put a massive amount of pressure on, on women in particular. Yeah. Um, do you think you that know. guys have any, or not, maybe not quite as near amount of pressure, but do they have pressures? Like, did you ever feel like, oh, I, because all your friends were engaged and married way before you, except for one. Yeah. And, you, and in your family, you were the last one out of all your siblings. Like, did you ever feel the pressure to get married? Or if you hear any noise, that is Coco jumping off her beanbag to have some water. <laughs> um, there were pressures. I mean, I'm, I'm quite independent thinking anyway. And um, I, I don't really... I mean, I've, I've got my own plan. So, and I've, I've always been very happy with you. Like you say, we met when I was, I was 23. So by the time a lot of these things were happening, I, I knew what I wanted to do. Mm. and luckily you and I were pretty much on the same page with all of this stuff, so we've, we've had a pretty easy time of it. But yeah, as soon as my say my youngest stepbrother was married, so he was the second of us four to um, get married, people were sort of asking me, when, when are you getting married? You know, you get that, cl- that cliche at the wedding. Yeah, or, I remember that happening to us. When are you getting married? And we were like... We'd only been together like three, four years, <laughs> if that. <laughs> I was quite, it was quite easy for me to just say, when we're ready. Yeah, that was always my response. Yeah, and I was quite young at the time. I suppose because there's yeah. three or four years between us, yeah. it's it was easy for us for quite a long time. It was like, well, I'm a bit young. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So then with, at the next family wedding, um, yeah, the same sort of thing comes up. I think it's because people run out of things to say. Yeah. But I think that it probably comes from somewhere. If I was less self-assured, I, I might have felt it was pressure, but I just thought, you know, why are you so interested in... Mm. But then on our very wedding day, and at least three people said to us, when are we going to hear the pitter-patter of tiny feet? Oh my God. And I, I find that slightly weird. Well, yeah, because also <laughs> like I'm for a girl, if you put up a photograph and you're looking slightly food baby bloated, <laughs> you immediately get people saying, um, so, oh my God, she must be pregnant. And it's, 
I've seen it in celebrity magazines That's since so I was a child, but it, and it's just you always kind of blow it off and you kind of laugh it off when you see it on celebrities. But then when it starts happening to yourself, you're like, oh my god, I can't put up that picture where I look a little bit overweight because people will think I'm pregnant. And then you kind of feel like you need to make sure you're showing that you're having alcohol to prove that you're not. It's really, <laughs> Is this where really hard. Comes from? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that I find that that's quite a big thing. Like, did you ever feel? Do you feel any pressure from your family or your friends to have children now? We've been married for almost four years. No, um, I think that it exists, and I think that well, there's there's a little bit of geographical uh, and time sort of distance between my good friends and I because people have moved away after university and 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 as their careers have progressed, so. We, we don't live on each other's doorsteps. And they've but... all got all your close friends that have got two children each. Mm. They are all in like normal, steady style type jobs. Reasonably. Like, yeah, I mean, compared to us, yeah, they're none, te- none of them are freelance. Teachers, physios, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, radiographers. Uh, we've got a firefighter, which is not at all So steady. they're all employed. But, but yeah, they're employed. <laughs> but they're, yeah, so my two of my good friends have, have got, yeah, a couple of kids each. But it's funny when. They either say, God, kids are great, you know, mm. you're, you're going to love it. Or, you know, um, recently speaking with, with one of my friends, it was like, you know, so do you, th- do you guys think you'll have kids? But I didn't feel it was pressure. It was more, yeah, it was I think it was done. their excitement that they're enjoying parenthood. And yeah. I find that really nice because sometimes you talk to people and they go, oh, kids. And, and I think it's a shame. But, yeah, because it know, can kind of put you off. And then well, I'm you sure s- it's tough. You see them <laughs> kind of like they diminished as a person sometimes because they're like i am physically exhausted i haven't slept a wink in three years i'm sure if kids are are teething or whatever it's i'm sure it's tough for every parent but i think we probably irritate most people we're like oh yeah no we've experienced that with our dog (laughs) i do know people whose parents you know uh, other friends of mine um whose parents have been like really always wanted to be grandparents and have always wanted to you know, yeah. uh, to, to, to do that thing and oh you know when when you guys getting married when you're having children and uh, thankfully we didn't experience that but. yeah no we've been really lucky but I do think that that pressure is there for the majority of people yeah I think I guess it probably going back to the, the, the male female thing it probably happens a little later for guys um, part probably partly because men are slightly more immature than girls <laughs> um, but I guess um you know, no, no one says to the average sort of 25-year-old guy when you're going to be a dad. But I think it's possible that around between 25 and 30, some women will have experienced some pressures, whether personal or, um, you know, mm. internal or external, about that sort of thing. So, yeah. again, guys guys have got it, got it lucky. But um, I think a lot of people give the pressure to themselves. Um, yeah. Like when you, especially yeah. with your close group personal of friends. Personal pressure, personal standards, yeah. Yeah, I think if you start seeing all these other people on social media that are your age or all your friends are all buying that amazing house and you're like, oh my God, I'm barely covering my rent for my flat in London or something like that. It, you can give yourself that personal pressure, but mm-hmm. actually you just need to stay in your own lane and just think about what you really want. I mean... Getting married is not for everyone. Having a baby is not for everyone. There's no point in doing these things just because your friends are. The same with like smoking. Like when you're a child, you're told not to give in to peer pressure. So don't give in to peer pressure. Don't feel crappy about yourself because you haven't done it. Um, like I mean, we haven't had children yet. We want children one day, but we're not quite ready. But like a lot of our friends are now either second child in or 
one's just become pregnant, which is very exciting. And I wonder if that will give us more impetus to want to have a child sooner because our closest friend is having a baby. Um, but otherwise, it's not really been on the periphery for the moment. Um, well, we've, but... we've always talked about it from quite early on in our relationship. And, and luckily, we were on the same page. And I think also... we both love work. We, yeah. We have such a passion for our job. We don't want a baby... I guess yeah. Well, that that's like interesting. Get in the point way. <laughs> because we can set our own timeframes to a certain degree. Um, whereas thinking about some of our other friends who have perhaps felt, oh, I need to make an impression at my firm or my company, or I need to show um, a certain amount of commitment or get to a certain level within my within my company before I can start um, feeling comfortable. I can take maternity leave, or um, in some cases, paternity leave, and, and take that time off. So. Um, though I guess that's a different kind of pressure I hadn't thought of because I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in that kind of industry but no. the pressures do come from all sorts of angles don't they yeah but then I suppose they get their maternity leave or paternity leave self-employed people don't get that it's much much harder but then my mum's always said like you'll never be able to afford a baby you just have to kind of go for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think she said something along those lines it's not a bit more positive though I think <laughs> babies are always more expensive than you realise um, and you'll just you'll make it work when it happens yeah. kind of thing I guess uh, yeah because you and I are both quite financially minded and quite sort of um, risk averse so we want to have a big pot of shiny money before we do yeah. something big like that but I think yeah she's just saying that when it happens you'll just you'll deal with it yeah and I think that um it's not just that pressure of children it's also that pressure of owning your own house so that you can house children if you want or be able to afford your own car and afford your own house and I think everyone these days are they're buying a house so much later in life it's well yeah I mean even from 10-15 years it's it's enormously different I remember when before I met you and I graduated university I went and sat in a bank and and they were practically giving away mortgages (laughs) <laughs> I was approved on a mortgage briefly and I didn't actually buy at that time. I had to change the circumstances. I moved to a different area and, and carried on renting. But now, um, well, we, we've changed our mortgage recently and, God, it was like trying to get into oh, the so United tricky. States of America or something. It was like it trying to... It's so tricky. It was really tough. So it is really hard. And I think that's, again, a different kind of pressure. So on, um, aside from even um, the relationship stuff, like um, we know someone close, very close to home who is who wants to move out uh, wants a place of their own and um, and it's just not as easy it's not just like go to the bank get a mortgage buy a house it's yeah you have to be in a tough. very privileged position of either very expensive having an amazing job and be able to afford it or having family that will help you to kind of be your guarantor or to help you with your deposit it's like I think our deposit was 25% to live here and that's a big lump if that wasn't a flat and that was a house we just couldn't have done it luckily that we've been here for so long now that we can have the money that we've made on this to move into a house although we still haven't sold this place and we haven't even found a house that we want but if anyone wants to buy (laughs) the house yeah if anyone wants to buy our flat we've got a beautiful two two floor flat here if anyone wants it (laughs) good value for money Um, (laughs) we would stay here if we didn't want a house but i think that's in our head is that we've got that pressure of we would like to have children soon ish and mm -hmm. therefore we would like to have a house yeah, I think we've probably both always envisaged the idea of having a, a house of our own. It's mm. your own kind of plot, you know, um, and having that little bit more privacy, perhaps not sharing a driveway or, you know, yeah. 
it will make us feel accomplished but internally it's not it's yeah. not something of a societal accomplishment it's no. that comfort of owning a house mm. having your own plot of land and feeling like a grown up yeah that's a good way of putting it i think i used to feel because i rode my bike to work before because I, I learned to drive in yeah. my mid 20s i felt that i wasn't a proper grown up because i didn't drive um, also i didn't feel like i could afford a car but then you encouraged me to to drive and i did and I felt a bit more grown up. But I think that I will properly feel like a grown up when I have, you know, a house with a picket fence and, yeah. a, you know, and all I that sort of I think actually thing. when we bought our car, we ha- I had a car before I met Liam and because I drove from quite a young age because I didn't want to have to get the bus to uni. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then when we sold that car, we bought a, house, a car together and it was on this like financial thing and it felt very grown up. Like when we were applying for our next mortgage and it was like, what are your debts or your kind of mm. your standing orders and it was a car and it felt ever so grown up which felt really nice inside but at the same time I hated having an outgoing lump of money every month but we pay that off now and now it feels really nice yeah yeah no, another tick so yeah we're, we're doing okay yeah actually do you know what like it, it's it's like I said it's down to your own opinions of what you want to achieve in life but I'm quite happy with where we're going, but both of us have so such high dreams for what we want to achieve in life with our work that that's the only thing that holds us up. But um, yeah, I think that's the last thing I want to say. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Um, not massively. I mean, I'm, we may have missed some other life pressures and things that people themselves have experienced. So um, yeah, do leave us some comments. We have a comment section anything. at the bottom of the, the podcast. So, yeah. so chuck, chuck your opinions in there. It would be um, so interesting to hear like what your rough ages and if you felt pressures along the way as well. Like, even if you're like a super big grown up or if you're a really young child, like just let us know what your opinions are on it. It'd be just so interesting. But please, please make sure you like and subscribe and um, give us a five star rating if you like it because every little helps and it helps push us up the rankings. Yes, that'd be lovely. And if you enjoyed the podcast and the other episodes, then tell your friends and family to give it a listen. And um, we'll just keep chugging out more of these (laughs) super interesting podcasts. (laughs) And yeah, more also, coming soon. yeah. Let us know if there are any more subjects you want us to cover because this Absolutely one was anything. a listener recommendation, and we loved it. Yeah. So thank and the, you. The more edgy, the better, because um, <laughs> it's supposed to be a marriage of opinions. So if you can, uh, if you can divide us on opinion, that would be a challenging one. Yeah, actually, we, we were quite similar on this. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've had re- we've had requests to be a little bit less agreeing with one another. Yeah, but um, next time maybe find something that we're gonna disagree on. But yeah, yeah. Give, give us some wacky ideas. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening and staying with us this good half an hour. (laughs) We'll see you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.